hit askforthewolfman.com. Check out some of the famous name brands, the closeouts, the overstocks, the gallery, furniture, and Gainesville has for you now. Tons of bedding options to suit any preference. Recliners from $299. Twin over twin bunk beds. Complete for $369. Something for all your home needs and all at great prices. Ask for Marilyn. Ask for Shane. Ask for Chris. Ask for Donna. Or now ask for Donna's daughter, Marilyn. Gallery, furniture, Browns, Bridge Road, Gainesville. Askforthewolfman.com. Hey there, here's Wendy Ellen and... Hi, I'm Marty Ellen. And I'll tell you something, I need some smart, interesting, playful people to give me a worldview that I'm lacking right now, and I know just the two people. It's Caddy and Donna. These guys are amazing. So we've known them. I worked at Kicks and Y106 with both of them starting in... 1994. So we are talking way back when. And I will tell you, it is one of the best corporate jobs I ever had sitting next to Donna Choate. I laughed more than I worked for sure. And I got to tell you, these guys are just killing it with this podcast. We are so proud of you guys. We are so excited for you. And we can't wait to see where it goes. So without further ado, take us away, Donna and Caddy, at their second act. My name is Ken Like Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. I want to say to you, welcome to my second act. And my name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. And homeschool time is over. School's out, out for, for summer. summer. Dear, 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 dear. School's out That's enough. forever. So what happened? They decided the, te- the, the, the school board's... Cross America gave in, just said enough. No, I mean, it's like the official end because really the last, if you remember this from previous uh, years, the last week is like clean your desk, clean the teacher's classroom, you know, watch movies, that kind of thing. So, but it's the first week of May. The right. first full week of May. Right. School didn't end until- but, but there's no finals. There's no. Right. So they cut it short, at least. I guess. By, yeah, they had to. Have. Here's the thing I, I may be like, preemptively ending my school year and it's not officially over like i have no formal communication it's a form of quarantine quitting kind of but i mean i've received no formal communication from the school let me just say that this is a living them have just said to me we're done and i'm like oh okay all right so i'm going with it all right core 57 hype songs on the way to the apple media group and apple podcast network uh today we're going to talk about those and add them to our spotify playlist Core 57, Milton, and Alpharetta City Center. They have two locations, and they continue uh, workouts uh, with a virtual class schedule, Facebook Live workouts for Core 57, Milton, and Alpharetta City Center. We were at uh, down in the Alpharetta City Center area uh, last week, just uh, social distancing, but getting out and yes. walking around a little bit. And this, the, the gym front, the storefront, but the gym front for Core 57 that, that faces Alpharetta City Hall is gorgeous. Yeah, it's really nice. It is, um, and you know what? It's not like one of those fishbowl type places where you can people can see you working out, but it's just um, very nice. And calling me supports you, yes, with virtual classes, and also cannot wait for you to open the doors at Core Fifty Seven. Yeah, and I think that's coming soon. I do. All right, so your hype song on the way here. Um, my Core Fifty Seven hype song was um, "Times Like These" by the Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl just did a concert where he. You know, another he's done a lot of those living room concerts, and he just did another one where he played um, 
this song and he also played there goes my hero for obviously um healthcare workers and it was it, you know it's funny how songs you hear them one way and then when things are going on in the world you look at a song through kind of a different lens it means something different at a time and he was very emotional when he was playing the song i love 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 i'm a huge foo fighters fan was a huge nirvana fan but i love foo fighters talk about a second act okay dave Grohl. he started out playing drums you know, for Nirvana, never sang because Kurt Cobain was like the lead singer. Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's just take a pause here for everybody who's listening to go. What? I, I didn't know that. Okay. And I like Nirvana. Okay. Yes, he was, but he was the drummer. So now with Foo Fighters, he has, he's the singer. I mean, he's the lead singer. So second act. What was your core 57 hype song today? Brett Young just released a song. Mm. The song's called Lady. And the song is for he and Taylor's beautiful baby girl, Presley, who was born last fall, I think October mm-hmm. 2019. And it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Brett Young has six consecutive number one hits in a row. Well, that's that, great. That means consecutive. In a row. Yeah, that's amazing. But six in a row. It's amazing. And somewhat a, still kind of a, a newer artist. Right. A, yeah, a lot music. of people don't know him. Even with six number ones. Yeah. So we'll add both of those songs to the Spotify playlist with Core 57. Just search, uh, very simple search for Caddy Donna hype song playlist and they pop up and it's hours and hours and hours of uh, music that, 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 is very um eclectic yes <laughs> yes i know i was walking on that i was walking on my trail the other day and i was listening to the playlist and i was jamming out to um aretha franklin you know because you i think that was your choice r-e-s-b-e-c-t no no it was the uh freeway, freeway of, love. of love but it was i mean i was jamming what people, was I thinking that day? people were looking at me because i was like you know the horns were coming in right, sure. and everything big brass yeah, big brass. And then it went from that to Loretta Lynn. And it was just like this. Don't is come it. home with drinking. Yes. With loving on your mind. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But it is such good music. If you're listening to the podcast on release day, which is Tuesday, May 5th, today is hashtag Giving Tuesday Now. And this is a special day developed by the organizers of Giving Tuesday, which you probably are familiar with. Donna Ray, that's been going on for for quite some time. It has. It's an opportunity for um, different charities to raise money. Um, So today for hashtag Giving Tuesday now, nonprofits around the world are going to get funding that they need due to this pandemic and Wellstar Health System is no exception. So if you have an opportunity today and you have – any amount that, that you can can give, use the hashtag Giving Tuesday Now on social media. Um, we're so blessed to have Wellstar in our state, and they continue to care for COVID-19 patients in hospitals all across the state. And I know that at Wellstar, they, they proudly celebrate every discharge. But the fact is this. The fact is Wellstar still needs your help to ensure that patients and team member, uh, team member, uh, team members and communities are safe and healthy. Um, I'm a grateful patient of Wellstar, uh, a, a heart attack survivor because of the minds and hands that park at Wellstar Health System, North Fulton specifically for me. 
uh, every day. And well starts helping you to fight COVID-19 with uh, health services like uh, the urgent cares that are popping up everywhere. Telemedicine, primary care, and the largest trauma and emergency network in the state. Wellstar, more than health care, people care. And if you're able, hashtag Giving Tuesday now to help the Wellstar health system here in the, in the state of Georgia. Spotify this week released their all-time top 20. They just hit 130 million paid subscribers. Uh, that's amazing. 286 million monthly active users. Listen to this increase. That is an increase of 31% over the same Q1 period in 2019. 31%. Why? Everybody's home. Everybody is seeking music right now. Well, I'll tell you a funny thing about Spotify too. When we put our playlist up on Spotify, I had used Spotify in the past, but, um, not as much for like curated playlist. I would just pull up, you know, songs that I wanted or, you know, was searching for and created my own playlist. But um, just like our second act playlist, there are some great playlists up there that are curated by artists. Um, you know, they'll have an artist come in and create their own playlist. And, and a lot of times it could be a country artist, but not all of the music again, just like our playlist is country. So I have found some really amazing music through Spotify. So I see it. I crunched the numbers because I was curious, and we are classified as an entertainment news podcast, but also a music podcast. Of the top 20 Spotify songs of all time, there is one artist that has nearly 25% of them. His name is Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Four of the top 20 Spotify songs of all time. Number 14 for Ed Sheeran is Photograph. Number 10 is perfect. Number five is thinking out loud. And the fourth song for Ed Sheeran and is the number one Spotify song in the top 20 is Shape of You. You know why I think this is? Aside from the fact that he is a, a fabulous artist. And this is Spotify of all time. Right. He's a, a fabulous artist and he's one of our favorite artists. But I think the reason that this is also is because his music, because some of it is like photograph is such a, sweet kind of slow ballad but then he's got you know almost like a dance song like shape of you so he probably shows up on so many different playlists you know throughout spotify because you'll have like you know a yoga playlist or a running playlist or a dance playlist and because his music he is such an eclectic artist and remember when he's putting out this music it's him there's no backup band. No, and he, he, you know, he plays all the instruments. It's him and a pedal. Every, yeah. Uh, it's, it's fascinating to it watch. It is fascinating. So I think that's part of it is he is so, him his music is so eclectic that it shows up across the board on a lot of different playlists. So We waited for 14 years, or we thought that we were going to wait for 14 years for a new project from the Dixie Chicks. And while they dropped a new song, they have decided to push the full-length album, the full-length project to get it out of the corona virus, COVID-19 timeline, if you will. So many artists are pushing albums. Lady Gaga, Sam Smith, Alanis Morissette, Alicia Keys. But there is one artist who went ahead and dropped an album on Friday. Kenny Chesney said, you know what? I think it's time for new music. I need to record and release new music. I think that my fans 
would enjoy some new music right now. They're craving it. Yeah. So Kenny dropped a new album called Here and Now. I've been listening to it since it uh, since the day released, and it's uh, thirteen songs on it, and it's um, it, what do you it's, think? Uh, it's great. Yeah, it, it's you know Kenny Chesney delivers every time he puts out um an album. That that's my thought anyway. Mine too. I added a song from him to the Spotify playlist not uh, maybe three four episodes ago. Mm-hmm. This from this album It's kind of number one. Here we go. I think her. I don't recall the title of it, but it's a great song. But it's included on there. Um, but it's a full. I, I can listen and tell that Kenny didn't take any any any. Didn't cut any corners. Yeah, no shortcuts. And and Kenny Chesney, like so many artists, had to push their tours too. And Kenny is so hopeful. It was supposed to start, I think, April nineteenth. His his tour. I am so hopeful. We have not seen him in a long time. I'm such a Kenny Chesney fan. You are too. You know there is there there is no artist. There's, I really believe this. I mean, there's, we love seeing a lot of different artists, but there is no, in the summertime when you go to one of those stadium shows and you're in that pit, and Kenny comes out in those tight jeans and those okay. boots, that tank top. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no better artist. I mean, because it's just hit after hit after hit. I mean, in hours. You know, sometimes he'll play two, three hours. And he could probably play two more and wouldn't even get through everything. You know, it's got to be hard for artists like that to pick a set list every night. I think it's interesting about like the Dixie Chicks postponing. Wonder what is the thought process in that? I mean, you know, because I felt like, especially for them, I felt like Gaslighter, the song that they dropped, I thought it was getting good traction. Again, I'm not necessarily talking about radio airplay, but I think that, you know, it was interesting to see like, my thought was, okay, are they going to be welcomed back at all? And I think they were to a certain extent, you know, there was a lot of buzz about the song and people were excited about the new album. So, I mean, I wonder, I guess, is there anything negative in taking time off and then coming back? You know, we were talking about Sam Hunt last time, like, you know, there are artists again, like a, a, a Tim McGraw or Kenny Chesney who can take time off and come back and it's like no time has passed. You know, the Dixie Chicks certainly would be in that category of an artist because they are that they they were that successful during their time. But I mean, is that, you know, I wonder if that was like directed by them record label. Like what was the reasoning? I think a lot of the reasoning or thinking would be this, Donna, that you're not going to get the exposure to promote the release of a new album that you would in a normal you wouldn't setting that actually makes a lot of sense i have been in country music my entire life it's the only format of music that i've ever done radio in i did not know kenny chesney was dropping an album last friday until that thursday afternoon i had no idea and he wasn't doing like a beyonce super secret drop it was just drake had one of those last week we'll see how we'll we'll crunch the numbers on that coming up in the podcast see how kenny did first week in a pandemic see how drake did First week in a pandemic with, you know, with Drake just dropping it, kind of like Beyonce does. There was no promotion at all. Um, Kenny did some press um, to promote it, and he did morning radio. I've seen some of my friends that do country radio do morning shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so he did a satellite tour, as they're called, and, and, and spent, you know, six minutes with maybe a dozen large morning shows across America to promote it. But... We know that morning show numbers, radio is suffering a lot right now, but specifically morning shows because right. no one's getting up no one's to go to work. 
Yeah. Where no one's people are, I'll take that back. People are getting up to go to work at home. They're not getting up to go to work and, and driving there in their vehicle, in the, in their cars or trucks. Well, so you're not it, listening to morning radio. Right. And that's where you would have gotten a lot of information about an album dropping. Well, and you're not, you know, you're not, he wasn't, as we've talked before, he wasn't able to do that round of talk shows, the Good Morning America. The, the late night talk shows. The too. late night. Yeah. And, you know, country is very welcomed on late night talk shows. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel, um, Jimmy Fallon, they have always, always had country music artists on there. So. And, and these shows are still doing guests. Right. But I just don't think even the morning talk, uh, TV shows, talk shows and the late night talk shows, they're not getting the eyes the traction that they did yeah. before all of this crap happened. Well, and it's not the same either to um, have a, you know, a Skype interview with someone, but not have the full band behind you. You know, there's something that everyone's very excited when you haven't seen an artist in a while. And they're like, Oh my gosh, they're going to be on like Fallon or Kimmel. And they come out with that big band behind them and they're playing the song. I mean, you know, it's not the same just doing a Skype interview. I think that a reason some artists choose to push, back an album release now is because your 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 sales will forever have an asterisk by them. Right. Of not doing as well or exactly. something. Yeah. So when you look at an artist's discography, which is a listing of every album and song they've ever put out, or in ten years you look at um you know, let's say I don't want to use Kenny Chesney because I think he's going to have a great first week, regardless of what's yeah. going on. But say an artist does choose to go forward and push out an album right now, I just don't think that they're going to have the sales that they normally would have. So if it, that history is going to be with them forever, you know, say in ten years, if you looked at the history, the chart history and sales history of an album from Kenny Chesney, You'd be like, what happened during this year? You, and, and, but then and, you have to put it together, like, exactly, oh, it was COVID, exactly. Or, yeah. And so that's going to follow those. The numbers follow you forever as an artist. And well, I think yeah. that maybe that's a concern too, because you'll forever have that. There'll forever be a footnote. Well, and especially when it's an artist who hasn't released something in some time. You, you know, the last thing that you want as one of those kind of artists is to come back and not have a good street week or a good week, because then the interpretation may be that there's you're not popular anymore, or you know your time has passed, which may not be the case. It could just be the case we're living in. You know, one of the things that I think is interesting, I was telling you the other day, is the whole idol thing, the American Idol thing. You know, they're having to do, they were, they had just picked the top 20 when all of the COVID came around and everyone went into, you know, isolation. All, all the episodes that yeah. had been. Well, they were going to start being live. Right. They would have been live they were shows. done with the recorded episodes. Yeah. So I was watching it last week and I was telling you about it. Not only are the judges in their homes. But the kids or, you know, some of them aren't kids, but the, the contestants are in their homes or, you know, and I, I, I was wondering how they were going to do it. And, and Ryan Seacrest said that they sent each of them. I think this is fascinating. The same equipment. They each got a ring light. They got a microphone, a microphone stand. And I think that was it. And they probably helped, you know, technically set them up. But beyond that, whatever they did, they had to do, you know, because normally when these kids are. And again, I keep saying kids, but they some of them are younger. When they come to Idol, they have, you know, um, they have the people to help them kind of, you know, go through the songs and how are you going to do them and mix the arrangements. And they have people help them with styling, you know, because every year there's one of those contestants where they're like, don't let them style you. You need to stay with the way you were, you know, but they had to style themselves. One of them had like a fan blowing, like a, 
you know, a fan like we have in our bedroom, like, you know, to, to create noise, wind noise for you because you have to sleep with noise. But it was like they were trying to have their Beyonce moment. Like a Celeon. Yes. Like a hair moment. Yes. And I just thought it was, I mean, it was in a way it was, it was good because I think it really stripped all these performers down to if you could not sing, it was very apparent because there was no, you know, they did each of them and it was interesting the way they did it and they would have a split screen and then like, you know, the band would come in or the background singers. They did have a little bit of access to that, but it, they were really on their own. And I, I think the people who can truly sing like shined, you know, but I thought it was good. I was kind of at first like, I like Idol, but you and I always kind of dump out and then come back, you know, when it's sort of like The Bachelor at the end, you know, but this was kind of good. I, I, I did enjoy the way they did it, you know, and that's the thing. I think some shows may benefit from this time period. And then obviously some don't, you know, I don't know. We'll have, we'll have to wait and see. I also wanted to mention that Luke Combs, Six Feet Apart, which is a song that we have dissected and talked about in, in conversation on this podcast. There is now a studio version available. He first performed this song like the day after he wrote it on an Instagram live that he was doing for his fans. And the song is, uh, it's like the, where were you in the world stopped turning? For nine eleven, as to the pandemic, uh, and just today. his emotions kind of surrounding it. I want to share just a couple lines with you, and and again, now you can seek this song out on music platforms. I miss my mom. I miss my dad. I miss the road. I miss my band. Giving hugs and shaking hands—it's a mystery, I suppose, just how long this thing goes. But there'll be crowds, and there'll be shows. And there'll be light after dark someday when we aren't six feet apart. First thing that I'm going to do, I'm going to slide on in some corner booth and take the whole damn family out and buy me buddies all around. Pay some extra on the tab, catch a movie, catch a cab, watch a ball game from the stands, probably overwash my hands. <laughs> um, That's a great song. I would have never thought that I would put someone up in the Eric church because I'm a huge church fan. Always have been. Right. Um, I think Eric church is, uh, he's in a category, his own, but I can see Luke Combs soon becoming a member of that, uh, that elite category for, for, I can always, you know, just for me personally, I just think that his songwriting skill, just like Eric church, when he writes a song, did you, I mean, those lyrics, yeah, it really gets you so many great songs from, well, and he sells it. He's another one who, like, when he sings, he just puts it all out there. I mean, you know, he's a big old boy, and I mean, he just. But he, but he owns it. No, and, and, no, and I don't I mean that. It. I don't mean he that. Shotguns, beers on stage. Yeah, and no. Has a beard. And I, don't I don't mean. Think it's been, I think if you dug around his beard, you'd find rolling papers or something. Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, I don't mean it in a negative way. It's just he, you know, he, he's one of those. He gets so red faced, and he just like sells it to the crowd. So. Just great, great artist. We were talking not too long ago. It was it was your story about the Toby Keith meet and greet, M-E-A-T, meet and greet. Yeah, meet and greet. And uh, it was at Cowboys, which used to be the country club here in Atlanta in Kennesaw, Georgia. Which Cowboys, is, do your I did, thing. I did the Cowboys commercials for over a decade. Can you And do people it? would come up to me and just yell, Cowboys. Okay, well, can you do it? I just did. Well, yeah, but with a little, sell it a little more. Like Luke Combs. Can you do it? Luke Combs, Saturday night at Cowboys. There you or go. Like that. I don't know. But um, a lot of great memories of Cowboys. 
and I had a conversation. Uh, I hadn't talked to him in so long, but uh, Dwight Philpot was the, the the DJ, the mixer at Cowboys for years, and also at Wild Bills for a while. Yes. Um, and Dwight and I hadn't talked in a long, long time, and it it it, it triggered this story. I wanted to share. You and I still laugh about this, and we laugh. I like we laugh with Dwight when we were speaking with yes. him about it. Jerry Lee Lewis, who had a stroke last year, he's okay, but he had a stroke last year. I think Jerry Lee Lewis is like 82, 83 years old right now. This was probably twenty years ago. He played Cowboys, and he would play there every now and then. It was you know, uh, and, and sell it out, right? Sell Cowboys out. Jerry Lee Lewis, rock member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's yes. the guy, the killer. What are you the killer? Hmm? Wasn't he called the killer? I think so. Well, we're going to get hazed for this if he wasn't. <laughs> we're anyway, a, he, we're he's, a semi-music podcast. He's the one. Check the credentials. <laughs> he's the one that would, would stand up on top of his grand piano. Yes, and play. And play yes. Showman. Great balls of fire. Yes. Yeah. So I used to host all of the concerts at Cowboys. Because mm-hmm. I was there every night of the week anyway. Yeah. So Might as well just have not? you climb just up on stage. Stumble on stage yeah. and say, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Big kicks, 115, welcome for Tracy Lawrence. And then I'd fall off the stage and mm. it would not spill my drink somehow. I had that down. But Jerry Lee Lewis, I would always come in the back door, depending on where I had been to back in the day. We didn't call it pregame, but back, you know, where I had been before I, where you pre-party before you got to Cowboys. But I would right. always park in the back, walk in the back door with, you know, a couple of friends that were with me or whatever. And Sometimes would be cutting it pretty close and would just stand back there in the hallway waiting for to be told, all right, we're ready. Get up on stage. Meanwhile, there there has never been at a country bar a show that started before. 1130. I know. We, we were laughing about that. And I know anybody who's our age laughs about that. Like if you have college kids where they don't, they, they could be napping or like hanging out at your house until like 10 o'clock to go out. And now that that's like our story time with like 2020 and Dateline. We're asleep. The day that Jerry Lee Lewis was scheduled to play the show at Cowboys, he was in Kentucky. I guess maybe he had a show in Kentucky the night before. And he would f- occasionally fly from show to show, from city to city. The band was already at Cowboys. His band. His band. Yeah. Uh, but Jerry Lee Lewis was in Kentucky. And, you know, just like big artists today that fly in and out of shows, they don't they don't travel by bus. It's very well planned. They know exactly how long the flight's going to be. They buffer in time for unexpected stuff and um you know they get to the city or to the venue you know late afternoon do a sound check and then they're ready they take a nap and they're ready to go jerry lewis is in kentucky um so the place is packed to cowboys and uh i keep waiting for them to send me up what time to, is it to do the intro i was maybe i got there at 11 and so 11 15 11 30 11 45 Gosh. Bob Johnson, who was the general manager of Cowboys at the time, walks by and I was like, "Hey, Bobby, you know, we what, what time are we thinking we're going to go?" And I just be a little bit catty, just be a little bit, you know. He'd walk off, and so we'd stand back there and we were drinking and having a good time. And um, so, fifteen minutes later, you know, "Hey, Bobby, we you know about ready to go, whatever." Because I was ready to go out into the club and watch the concert and have a good time myself. Let's, right. let's get the show started. And you're like Jerry Lewis's hype man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, at about twelve thirty, you can tell. The club, they're starting to get, you can just tell there's, people are getting restless. Get restless. They, they want to see the concert. Yeah. So Bob pulls me aside, Caddy, I need to talk to you. Oh boy. I was like, okay, man, no problem. Uh, and he pulls me aside into like a broom closet near the stage. And, and he says to me, I need you to go up on stage and make the announcement that Jerry Lee Lewis is not coming. Oh my gosh. And I looked at him. 
And I said, <laughs> Bob Johnson, you are <clears throat> crazy. I'm not doing that because this crowd was rowdy. Well, and they would point. come after you. Which I knew that they would that too. Yeah, they're going to turn. So on. I said, I'm, I'm not doing it. I can't, I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to put myself in that position. I, just, I can't do that. By the way, how long have you known yeah. that Jerry Lee Lewis was not coming? Jerry Lee Lewis had not even left Kentucky. Why though? Why wasn't he coming? It was snowing. Oh. In Kentucky. He probably got under his little covers and he was like watching. He's probably watching Dateline and he's like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I'm warm. He's in his little jammies, you know? So Dwight Philpot had to make the announcement from the DJ oh booth where they gosh. could not throw beer bottles at him. Oh my gosh. Unless he had really good aim. And um, I, I, if I recall, they exchange the, the how does that start? Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, twelve thirty. Ladies and gentlemen, oh my gosh. tonight's concert has been canceled. I don't know what it was, but they oh Cowboys had agreed that they were going to allow free drinks at the bars for a certain amount of time. Oh and and you know, for your trouble. <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, make a, so, to get them rowdier. Yeah, really. Um I don't even know if that would have been legal or would be considered yeah, I don't know. But that was the announcement that Dwight made. Oh my gosh. Was that uh, you know, go to your bar now and Cowboys is gonna give you uh you know, a drink or free. I don't know how it was worded, but oh, as you can imagine, you couldn't even get to a bar at that point to get your free drink. I because, bet people were raising. Oh, they were. I left out the back door. Oh, <laughs> I just dropped my microphone. I left out the back door. You just ran and never ran went back. Your, yeah, never went back. I mean, I went back obviously the next night. I was <laughs> <laughs> an hour later. I was here the next night, but I didn't go back in the club that night. That's a mess. I was just thinking about this when you were talking about this. Do you think nowadays, this is so funny. This will be good. Yeah. Okay. So you know how you would, like, I can vividly see this in my mind. Yeah. Like we would be by the stage and they would call you like, okay, Caddy, you know, it's time. And you would have to go over to the stage and sort of hitch your leg up on the stage. Do you remember? Like with your cowboy boots and, hoi- and somebody would usually, because the stage is high from the ground and somebody would grab your hand, you know, and you'd head on up there. You think you could hitch your leg up now? Okay. <laughs> And get up there? I don't think I could, though. wonder if they'd have to have like a little pair of stairs like they have for Sally. (laughs) To get on the bed, you know? Our old Coonham, who has problems walking in bad joints. (laughs) Thank you, Donald. Thank you, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Lee Lewis has been canceled, but head to your nearest bar for a free drink. That's bad news. Good luck with all that. Hey, the menu changes every month at Dinner Affair. We have been uh, 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 clients, if you will, uh, of Dinner Affair for years. And I actually reached out to to Stephanie and, and said, you know what, now more than ever, I think that people need to know about Dinner Affair. Let me share Dinner Affair and your story with our podcast listeners, because this is such a, uh, listen, you save money, but it also, and you get nutritious, delicious meals, uh, but but it also saves you a trip to the grocery store right now. Yeah, and it's hard right now to find, you know, just something to cook. I mean, again, this is not... We, we may be um, turned loose into the wild soon, but this is not ending anytime soon. And, and restaurant choices are, are very limited right now. What's open and it's just, um, it's tough. So it's a great way to cook a nutritious, delicious meal in very few steps. A lot of people have reached out to me to talk about, I'm a small family. You know, there's only two of me. Some people are empty nesters, don't even have family. I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what size family you have. Even though we talk about our family, which is a family of five, you can get into this program for under $100 with our $30 off to get meals delivered to your door that you will be able to fix in 10 minutes. And your husband or wife, either way, will be so impressed. Like if you're not a cooker like me, they'll be so impressed that you're doing this. $30 off your first order. Dinneraffair.com. Dinner, A-F-A, 
dinnerre.com. Dinner affair. Different meal packages for different sized families delivered to your door anywhere in Metro Atlanta. Georgia Tech in downtown Atlanta is in a scandal right now. And it's a scandal that is also playing out at Boston College. And it's a scandal that I think we're going to see more and more often at colleges and universities and high schools across America because of the way that learning and teaching is being done online right now. At Georgia Tech, they know that there is a pretty large number of students that were in a physics class that posted questions from their final exam to a website, which is an online tutoring service where tutors provide the answers for you. These tutors had no idea that these questions were for a final exam. The website, we asked our our 16-year-old daughter about this, Olivia, and she was unfortunately familiar with this website. And and the way she presented it to me, Donna, is not quite as above board as the AJC made it sound to be, maybe. Chegg. Or she said, they say shag. Well, it's like a combination of chicken and egg. Because the question is, which came first, chicken or egg? So you're trying to get an answer. The purpose of the website is, like you said, online tutoring. It's like a Khan Academy, but it's in real time. Think of a, as she explained it, it's like a Reddit. Like if you want to ask, or, you know, Wikipedia is probably not a good Google. I mean, if you want to get a quick answer to something. And what happens is um, you pay a nominal fee. I mean, it's a pretty small fee to belong, to have a membership. And then if you have a question, one of these online tutors answers the question and they do send back like how they derived the answer. And it's for people supposedly to use as a study guide. Group of these physics students at Tech though chose to get the answers for a final exam. Now the the, the website, Chegg, has said to Georgia Tech they're going to cooperate and they're going to provide any information that they can to help to finger these students that cheated on this final exam in physics. And this is how they're going to do it. There was a 72-hour period. There was a 72-hour window that the students in this physics class had to complete and upload. No, it was 27 hours. 20, what, I'm sorry. 72, you inverted it. Okay, 27. it was a pretty quick, quick time. Right. So what they're going to do, what Tech's going to do, is they're going to cross-reference students that were on the Chegg tutoring site and also a website called Gradescope, which is where they were to upload their final exam. And if you were on both sites during that 27-hour period, then you're going to get an F. You're going to fail this physics class. Okay. If you come clean. Yeah. If you turn yourself in within seven days, you'll be allowed to take the exam again sometime this summer. So are there any additional ramifications if you come clean? It's that's, kind of like that's I think well, you get to take you don't get an F. Okay. You get to take it again. I'm going to explain to you right now why I think that these students are not in the wrong. Okay. I think that right now, educating High school student, any 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 child, teenager, young adult, whatever. I think that 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 educating and teaching right now in this environment, this online environment, is with certain courses almost you you can't do it near near impossible. I think that teachers and professors 
right now there are many, and I'm not saying everybody. I'm not saying everybody. I know that for every one teacher that's cutting corners, there are 100 times the number of teachers that are not. And they're going so above board and overboard. Okay. But I think that there's a, 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 a group of professors and teachers that are not teaching right now. They're assigning homework. Yeah, I mean, I think- or they're assigning things to do, but there's not really the teaching element because it's it's difficult to do right now. Right, with technology and whether kids are you know potted in or, or, or active on the sites, I think it is very difficult. And I think as a teacher, the ones that are going overboard and above, you know, above what they're supposed to be doing, they're probably working double, triple the hours because they're probably having to check in with each kid almost individually, you know, almost do like one-on-one teaching. But I think you're right. And I think there are some subjects, you know, that are very difficult. When you think of college level subjects, you know, to not be in, in a classroom, you know, every kid learns differently. I mean, you know, some kids, I think of some of the courses that I took at Georgia where I sat in an auditorium with 600 people. You know, they didn't know if I was there or not, but I never did as well in those classes because number one, I didn't show up a lot. I was tanning. And, You're with Hugh. No, I was tanning and watching all my children, but helping them grow his nuts. Oh He's boy. a peanut farmer. Oh boy. What what fraternity was, was Hugh in? He was in ATO. Yeah. Anyway, so, but I think it. How do you like me now, Hugh? I think it is challenging in this environment to learn too. I mean, you're talking about high level concepts and, you know, some kids, and that's what Olivia was trying to explain to us last night is she's a very visual learner. You know, she likes interaction with her teachers. And so for a high level class, when you're talking about some of these math classes or, you know, chemistry or God knows what they're taking at tech, you know, in environmental engineering or whatever, I mean, you almost have to, and that's what she was saying, you almost have to start at those sites to have somebody show you how to do this. Because you can't just be given, here's a book, you know, here's a, a worksheet, figure it out, you know. So I don't agree, and I know you don't either, with cheating. But I, I do think that what's happening now is, you know, there's enormous amount of pressure on these kids to, to, to figure this out on their own in a way. But Olivia's argument to us was, and I agree with her. With a lot of the stuff that she's learning, she's never going to take these concepts into her life in any way. And we can use math as sorry, my microphone. I fell again. I'm just going to hold it for you. You got a droopy microphone. Yeah, I do. I do. Have <laughs> you got a fix? <laughs> Not right now. So I think that. Um, I think there are concepts that that you'll never take into your life, and and it's easy to use math as an example, but I will. And I'm not kidding. Outside of addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, I have not used anything else. I didn't really learn anything else other than that, truth be told. But I've never used any other mathematical equation other than than those four things. Okay. Address all. <laughs> I haven't, though. All you math teachers that are listening right now, address all of this to him. I haven't either because I was not good in math. I'm not a great math student. And so if it's something that you're not going, it's not in your field or something that you don't plan on using for the rest of your life and making a living on and providing to society, whatever you want to say. I just, I think it's okay, especially right now, to 
you know, I mean, if you want to, I just hate the fact a, that there could be concepts out there that I don't know. So, I, like, I want to know Does everything. It matter at this point, no, Does but really I kind matter? of like, kind of, because I'm like, I want to know that. Like, I, you know, I hate that there's gaps you're that beyond, I just don't know. You're, you're beyond that. <laughs> I'm beyond trigonometry. You're never going to use that in your life, probably moving not. forward. And you have, have you seriously, Donna? Have you used trigonometry? I don't know that I took trigonometry. See, huh? Do you? See, so. Olivia also told us it was, we had a great conversation about this, the, the Chegg website. Let's don't out her where she gets some flag or something. Uh-huh. Well, she said that on TikTok specifically, I haven't seen this, which is shocking to me because I spend nine and a half hours a day on TikTok. You are the official mayor of TikTok. That, that people will, will share their username and password on TikTok, but you have to Venmo them, but you get a discount if you, oh it's like, there's gosh. like a secondary market. Oh my gosh. For Chegg users and passes and all that kind of, you know, that kind of thing. Because I tell you, if you are smart, uh, you can make a lot of money off. You're of, not going to be if you use Chegg. Off, but right. no, off non-smart kids. Think about like the, the, you know, used to, we would just ask, and I can't even remember his name, but he was so brilliant. And like in woodworking in eighth grade, I would just get him to help me do all of my stuff. And then in return, I would. There's stories here, I bet. I would, we would all sit with them. The student parking lot. Well, no, we would all sit with Outside them at the, the shop. Lu- Stop. We would all sit with them at the lunch table. Like we would invite them all to sit into our, our group. You to know? make them feel. No. Well, exclusive. Okay. No, but I mean, he, so they, all their friends, oh my gosh, I can't believe that Johnny's sitting with Donna Tykert. I was nice to everybody. That wasn't the thing. I'm just saying I did not excel in, because back in the day, I don't even know if they had this for years. We had like, you know, the specials, like they call them now, those things. Here are the ones we had. Typing, woodworking, home economics. And I can't remember the other one. Maybe, oh, oh, art. Yes, it was art because I had to draw like bowls of fruit. But the woodworking and drafting, it was woodworking and drafting. And you had to make like a, a soapbox derby car. Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, and you had those big T-squares and you had to flip them over and do all the stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God, please help me, somebody. So the question I have for you is if you were in this group of physics students at Tech. That that, that we're already way, (laughs) way reaching for me to be in that group. But okay, yes. Would you come clean or would you roll the dice hoping that they missed a digit or a period in your IP address? If I had done this, which I probably wouldn't have, you mean? Right. If you knew right now, I would would come clean. Would you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Do you think that it would go as far as communication with your parents about it? Mm. And and if so, would that waver your decision? New me or old me? Old you, old you. Oh, no, because my, my parents didn't even know. My parents, I told you this before. My parents were not aware that when you, when a semester was over at the University of Georgia, that you took your books back and got money back for them. And you kept the money? Oh, my gosh. That was like, that's when the real party started. The keg party came. Out. That's when you could afford two kegs, not one keg. You didn't just have to get, you didn't have to decide, am I going to get regular or light? You got each. You, you got, got both. Each. You got two kegs. Two kegs. No, so back then I wouldn't have told them. And I don't know that our kids would come clean. I hope they would, would come clean with us now. I, of the three, I could tell you who wouldn't, who wouldn't. I'm not going to do that yeah. right now. But you know. Yeah. And if you have grown kids, like Olivia was telling me this story the other day about something that happened in an entirely different way, I'll tell you later, than I thought happened. 
And it's funny how when they, and it was nothing, it was nothing horrible. It was kind of like a, just a basic story, but it's funny how when they get older, they start to come clean with you. Even Will has come, you know, told us some stories or whatever. And it's like, okay, I knew that was going on at the time because they act like we're so, you know, naive and we didn't know. And we did know. And when we, you know, talked to them about it, they were like, no, that's not going on. It's not that we didn't know. They just didn't come clean at the time. But they always come clean later because they think it's so funny to tell those stories later. Like we didn't know. And he had a hunch. His mom oh, dad, yeah, we knew. Yes. Real Estate Expert Advisors is taking all precautions for employees, for their expert advisors, for co-op agents and clients and customers, and also the community. Tracy Coos and a Real Estate Expert Advisors have launched a supercharged virtual listing system. Uh, Tracy Kusno and her team of real estate expert advisors, um, they're still putting several homes under contract per day. But let me tell you about the supercharged virtual listing system. It's a simple and easy five-step process for home sellers. They send a virtualographer to your home, uh, professional photography. It's like a, uh, it's a 3D virtual reality tour. But they don't miss a beat because you still score up to 18% more equity than traditional agents, including virtual staging, virtual home tours, driven by the high-powered digital marketing system that's been proven with Tracy Cousineau Real Estate Expert Advisors. TracyCousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home. TracyCousineau.com, 855-MY-EXPERT. So I saw this really funny um, thing. And it's, it was posted on a couple people's social media. And it says, when these bars open back up, y'all better make way for these moms who've been trapped in the house with their kids. College girls, step aside. We want to hear Usher and we need 50 11 shots while our husbands hold our purses and look on helplessly. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Shake it like it's never been shook before. When we come out of the pandemic, you know what's going on? There are people who have coronafoma right now. And it's not what you think. You think coronafomo is... You can't wait for everything to open back up so you can get out there and do what we're talking about here, like, you know, drink, party, have fun. It's actually the other way. Spill things fall down. Right. So it's the other way where people are like, no, 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 no. Like, you know how things are starting to open back up? And they're like, no, no, no. We're not ready yet. It's kind of like when they wanted to release me the day after my C-section. And I was like, no, 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 no. Not yet. Not I'll, quite. Let, I'll let you know. When. I'll let you know. <laughs> When it's time to send me home, Dr. Marcus. And it is not today. Okay. I have my baby. I've got food and I have everything I need. So it's the same thing here because what's happened is, if you remember, everyone got super ambitious. I mean, I'm calling myself out too. I I was going to read 10 books during the quarantine. You know, I was going to binge every episode of the Golden Girls (laughs) just because. You were going to spearhead. Projects. Well, specifically to clean the garage. Ugh. And you have said that like every Wednesday for the past seven weeks. I know. And I cringe and never bring it up. Because you, you don't want to you don't want to be involved oh, in hell that. No, I don't. But I every gonna Wednesday clean, yeah. you say I'm, I this weekend we're gonna get to the garage. Yeah. And I just like oh, oh. and then I, you you forget. Thank God. Or, or I lay just, down and take a nap. I just fall down. I have a sinking spell, I just fall down on the floor. I was gonna clean out my closet. I did get a lot. I started out with a bank. You have to admit, I even cleaned your closet. But then every now now when I walk in mine, it just seems so overwhelming that I'm like, oh. But that's what's happening. All these projects that all these men were supposed to do, you you better get get going. Prop your ladder up. It's time. 
it is time. I, I there are a lot of people that are so comfortable with their current day to day. Uh, their home based operation, <laughs> right? And and so you are waking up, not even brushing your teeth, and not you're, putting you're, on pants. You're logging on in your 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 gray joggers and a pair of flip flops for the first time. If you even get dressed, it's not until three o'clock in the afternoon, but you're still participating. You're still getting things done. You're still working. Oh, sure. But you're not having to, like I've, I've seen so many women say, I'm not having to, I mean, I'm not flat ironing my hair. You're not putting on makeup. Some people aren't wearing bras. I mean, I heard someone say the other day that like they, um, they, they're, they're not even, eating lunch like until you know three four in the afternoon and the dinner becomes eight or nine yes at night and so a lot of people have become comfortable with this new way of lifestyle li- yeah. lifestyle this new way of living and we're seeing things are slowly starting to get back to normal whatever that is and 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 so time is about up for a lot of people, <laughs> yeah. and and many are just now realizing that 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 three or four items that they've been promising their spouse that they're going to do while I have time during the quarantine, I've got plenty of time. I'll get that done, honey. Don't. I, that's going to be a project for this weekend. Mm-hmm. Time is now ticking out. Yes, because whether or not you agree with, is it time to go back to work? That's not your decision, unless you have. The money and, and, and are able, right. the resources, and you're able to just quit right. and not work. Right. But if your company says, okay, and we're seeing this, so I, I, we have a lot of friends that are starting to cycle back into be called back. going to work. And, and, and so. Well, if you're lucky enough to have a happen, job. It's happening suddenly. <laughs> you right. think it is really not. But right. you think like this is, well, wait a minute. I liked not showering until noon. Right. But that's also a time period that's never going to happen. Let's hope that's, no. that's never going to happen again in your life. It depends on what your timetable was in your mind. Like if you thought, you know, this quarantining is going to last through August, you know what I mean? Like or through the end of the year, that's even. my June plan, you know, is to get around, <laughs> around to that list. And if you, the, someone said the other day, if you have not tested your zipper, <laughs> it might be a good time this weekend because it's shocking. Because if you just keep wearing pants that stretch out, you, you really never know. When you've crossed that line <laughs> with your seat pants, when a zipper not, is not an yeah, option yeah. for you. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I take afternoon drives every afternoon mm-hmm. for 30, 45 minutes. And, uh, I have seen an increase in traffic. It's, oh, it's not rush yes. hour type stuff yet, but there is even coming today yeah. to the studio to record this episode, um, where you could used to maybe just blow through a stop sign because mm. there was no one coming and, and you didn't see any cops or I hate that word. Uh, any uh, police officers around, then you would maybe not blow through it, Donna, but you roll. Maybe not. You tap your brakes. Right. As opposed to pushing your brake pedal to the floor. Right. You know, you right. can't really do that anymore. No. Because people, there there are cars and trucks and people that are, that are on the roads. And there are also law enforcement officers on the road. Uh, lots of we can We can speak only specifically to where we live, which is North Fulton County, uh, about 60 miles north of Atlanta, downtown. But we also spend a lot of time in South Forsyth County, um, and I have seen in the past three days and even this past weekend, uh, they're now law enforcement officers that are back to hiding in spots right? where, you know, they back the patrol car in. Yes. There was about a four week period where they didn't do that. There wasn't yep. any of that going on. 
Yeah. Well, there were no and cars I, on. There were no cars on the road. There, and I think that law enforcement officers were told, and I don't know this, but I think that there was probably something said. You know what? Unless, and I saw this on TikTok actually with police officers that that, that the, the trend was, you know, you hear a car blowing by at 100 miles an hour. You're like, well, and the, the officer would just look up, maybe maybe <laughs> flick their lights on or something like that. But they weren't coming after you because of the pandemic. Shake their finger. That at yes, that's now coming to an end. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but no. it just, I, to me, it shows. It's a jolt to people. that Well, but to me, Donna, it says, just like the traffic increasing. It's time to get we're, back. We're, we're now, we need now to begin to resurface. Well, it's kind of We like, have to come up for air it's at kinda, some point. Yeah, it's kind of like coming off a long vacation, too, where you haven't set an alarm clock, you know, and all of a sudden you've got to. And again, not only do you have to get up, you have to sort of look presentable, find some clothes that fit you. <laughs> do you think, because I, I do this too, when I had a job. Well, I mean, this is my full-time job now. But when I was in radio and, and whatever you're doing too, do you play the vacation game? Oh, which yeah. Which means the week after you get back from vacation, like if it's Tuesday at noon, you say to yourself, what was I doing last Tuesday yeah. at noon? Yes. When I was on vacation. And it's really a depressing game to play. Right now. When you get back. But yes, can yeah. you imagine though, when you get back to work? Yeah, it's the quarantine countdown. It, it, well, but it's the quarantine <laughs> game because you're going to go back to, what was I doing? Sleeping. Okay. But say it's you know, Wednesday at noon. Yeah. You know, and, and you're back at work for the first week and you're like, you know, what did I do? You know, three Wednesdays ago at noon yeah. and it was you and you were walking on the greenway yeah, or you were out tossing a ball with your kids. Well, and like I've told you, we're for, for parents, we're rolling straight into summer. That's the other thing. It's not like um, spring break where, you know, your kids are all wily and they eat crazy food and they don't sleep, but you come back and, and you're, you've got that thing to hold over their head and you're like, Okay, it's time to get back into uh, you know a rhythm. They're not going back anywhere. Like they're rolling straight into summer. What are some projects that I didn't get to? Mine are pretty simple projects. Well, we've got a carryover list from pre-pandemic. All right, darling. yeah. Okay, light bulbs. Pretty simple. Pretty simple ask. Yeah. You better get your ladder out this weekend. You better. You better get your ladder out. You better lean it up. Find your tools. Get I'll that hold crown it for molding you. up. Huh? Oh, I'm not talking about me. Oh, and the ladder. Get for that, light bulbs. I'm just talking long, to other people. That but long it's, thing. It's time, huh? The long that thing. That you twist that, with your hand. Yeah, that puts the light bulbs. Yeah, that thing. Right. We want to, uh, again, salute all of those on the front lines and then thank them. And, uh, you know, the front line people include doctors and nurses and, and fire officers and fire departments and police officers and first responders. But, you know, first front line people also include the delivery people that you've seen. Um, you know, the mail carriers for one, but also Amazon delivery uh, drivers and, and, and UPS and, and FedEx. But uh, the people that, that have continued to work in grocery stores, retail clerks, um, other examples of, of, of hometown heroes that, that we've been saluting now for weeks um, include um, educators, best friends that have, have just been there um and 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 talk to you had conversations with you helped you during tough times during the pandemic yeah talked you on the ledge absolutely all examples of hometown heroes and we continue to salute the hometown heroes that you share with us on social media and uh we're doing a second round of hometown heroes right now so reach out to me on Instagram and tag myself at a make sure you tag me at ATL Cadillac so I see your picture of your hometown hero and I can drop him a t-shirt in the mail um, at ATL Cadillac on Instagram, use the hashtag hurt911hero. 
So we can all pull them all up. And then I reach out to you, ask for a mailing address, and I'll drop your hometown hero uh, a, a limited edition T-shirt in the mail. And we also showcase um, hometown heroes that you have uh, shared with us in the letter, which goes out every Saturday morning. It's our weekly e-newsletter, if you will. We call it the letter. Uh, lots of visual aids, pictures, and stories you've heard us talk about from the week. But we're focusing right now on the hometown heroes that you share with us in each uh, issue of the letter. We do not share your information with anybody. Your information is not sold. But every Saturday morning when you wake up in your inbox is like a um, um, like a, a Christmas present, a component, <laughs> a component to the podcast. Yes. The episodes that you listen to. It also shows who introed the shows. There's, you know, pictures of them. So you can kind of put a face behind um, a name, which is a lot of fun. John Landris at Threads Inc. Uh, small local business up in Hiawassee, Georgia, provided the hometown hero t-shirts that I'll send uh, to your hometown hero. And Dr. Brian Veal with 1-800-HURT-911, when I went to him, I said, Brian, listen, we want to salute the hometown heroes in the community. Um, Dr. Brian Veal was, was in from the very first conversation. Um, they are a sponsor of the podcast, but 1-800-HURT-911 is also in the community, and they always have been. And Dr. Brian Veal has been, our, listen, our daughters go to school together. We've known Brian and his wife, Tiffany, for uh, for years. But one eight hundred nine one one is all about doing things in, in in the community. In addition to representing you and getting you the most money that you can get when you have a car accident, yes, there's that too. It's a business. But one eight hundred nine one one is all about the hometown heroes program, and we thank them for that. Uh, that's the number one eight hundred nine one 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 eight hundred hurt nine one one, and share your hometown hero on Instagram so that we can see it and we can uh, we can repost it and also include the photos in the letter and drop them just a small uh, piece of appreciation in the mail, which is a, a t-shirt. How about that? Love it. And they'll wear it proudly. All right. Good friends of ours intro the show for this particular episode of my second act. So our friends, Wendy and Marty Ellen um, intro the show and Wendy and I, go back a long way. Wendy was um, a salesperson at Kix um, who we met. That's where we met. Um, but we have been friends for a long time and we have been through a lot of ups and downs together. Um, and they're just very special people to, to, to the two of us. You know, we have individual friendships and then we're, we're very tight as a, as couples as well. And what Wendy does is Wendy is the most, organized um, person that I know. And so what her job is, is she is an, she, she speaks internationally. She travels, she owns her own company. And basically she is a productivity consultant. And what that means is everything from, she will help you organize your office, your home, your life, your email inbox. She does great seminars with salespeople where she comes in and, you know, really helps them focus on, um, you know, what will make the most productive. And in times like these, she is, you know, her services are very needed because she, what it's hard to work when your mind is cluttered, your space is cluttered, all of that good stuff. And her husband, Marty is just, Marty, Marty is just the biggest, if you know what a mensch is, that's what Marty is. He's just a great all around guy. That's a Yiddish term for someone who is just superior in every way and he is um he is the executive director of the atlanta volunteer lawyers foundation the ablf and he's been there 
since 2001. He's actually getting ready to retire. And what the ABLF does is it provides um, legal assistance to people who otherwise wouldn't have it, who get caught up in the legal system and do not have the financial capability or just don't even know where to start. You know, as we've talked about before, it can be incredibly time consuming to find a lawyer. It's very expensive, takes an emotional toll on you. And the ABLF really steps in to um, champion those people who need legal representation um, and not flippant legal representation. They need real, you know, legal representation. So some of the biggest firms in Atlanta provide pro bono legal hours to help, you know, individuals at the ABLF. And Marty and Wendy are kind of like um, rabbis to us. They, we've gone to them on numerous occasions when, you know, there were things we needed to talk about or we needed an ear um, to tell us what was the right direction to go. And both of them give incredibly solid advice. And they're just dear friends. And they are two of the funniest people you will ever meet. But they're also polar opposites. Wendy is very animated and loud. Yes. And Wendy would tell Opinionated. You, all those things. And Marty's just so reserved and so, you know, Kat, how are things? Let's talk about. Uh, and it's just so. And Wendy's positive too. But Marty is just such a positive one of those positive people that, that I have in, in, in my small circle of friends. Yes, he is. And he's in the perfect position to do that. I'm going to tell you a really funny quick story about Wendy and I. When we worked together at Kicks, we would get paid. And back then, we would put all of our bills, you know, in the mail room or whatever to pay them. And when we got our checks, because at the time, believe it or not, we got like hard checks. So we would get these checks and we'd open the envelope and we're like, oh, my God. We forgot that we had to take out taxes. And so we'd run to the mailroom and grab like half of the bills <laughs> that we were planning on mailing out because neither one of us could afford to pay them all. And it was so funny. They were just such great times. Some of the best conversations well, I had working with her. You have to share the story about Wendy blown through the toll. Oh, gosh. There was a, you know, there, we had it for years. There was a toll road, 400 southbound, inside 285. It used to be a toll road. It used to be a toll road. It was 50 cents to go through there. People probably don't even know that. And you'd have to throw your 50 cents in the basket. If you're, not a, if you're not a native Atlanta, you may not know that. So tell the story quickly about, well, this, is one, this is my favorite. So Wendy was coming Wendy from Marcy. a client meeting, and she didn't have 50 cents. <laughs> and so she called Marty, and she had to go to the bathroom very badly. And so she was like, what, yeah. do, you, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do here? What do you want me to do? And he was like, well, you know, in his Marty way, well, you know, why don't you pull over, see if you can look in your seat, maybe in your console, <laughs> you might have 50 cents. Because the thought of blowing through something without paying was just not going to happen for, for Marty. Right. It, even for 50 cents. Yes. It was the, you He's know, very honorable man. Correct. So you can't do that. And you can finish the story. <laughs> well, she's on the phone with, with Marty and she's about, she can't. She's about to pass the point where she can't turn around anymore. Or hold her going to the bathroom. And it wasn't. It was number It was number two. <laughs> Winnie's going to kill us. <laughs> and she says to Marty, and the, she has the accent. Marty, here's the deal. We're either going to pay the fine or I'm going to shit in the jack. What's it going to be? <laughs> She's going to kill us. Yeah. And, and, and he was Marty, like, what's it going to be? You need to tell me now, Marty. <laughs> Okay, am I gonna? Are we gonna pay the fine? I'm gonna blow through it, Marty. Or you, you know, have to or, clean the jag. You're gonna have me pull over and dig through the car seats. I'm gonna do number two in the jag. What's it gonna be, Marty? I need to know. So she blew through yeah. the toll. Love them both. Thank you for your support. And listen, yes. Marty's getting ready to retire, but I know Marty well enough to know he's gonna find something. Oh, he is. Uh, just, just, 
because well the world needs him to not retire they i can't really wait do. i can't wait to see what marty's second act yeah absolutely all right we have a small ask of you three things if you don't mind number one hit and subscribe uh uh to the podcast uh, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up Number two, rate and leave five star reviews for the pod. Let's we talk recently about this. got a number. Uh, <laughs> I had number two. We recently had a number two. We didn't. We had a number. Well, we had a two star review posted, and it was and a it friend of our ours. curiosity a little bit. <laughs> and we go back, and it's a friend of ours who did exactly what I did. I'm the only person that has ever given our podcast a one star review, and it's because I didn't understand. You started at one star, and you were going to move to the right. Right. I thought you had to hit all the stars. No. And you don't start all the way to the right. You just hit the fifth star. Fifth star. And if you can't do that for us, don't do anything Just at all. Put you your hands away. But Palmer, what's his name? Amelia. Who is a friend of uh, Olivia's. Yeah. Well, they went to school together. They were younger. And so, yes. And he wrote a great review. <laughs> Thank you, Palmer, for the review. Because what, what someone brought it to our attention. They're like, you got a fantastic review. That I just saw that was just posted, but they gave you two stars. And we're like, well, yes. what the hell is that all about? So we went back and read it. And it is a glo- – thank you, Palmer. What a well, nice- I think it, and it, may have, it was either Palmer or Jacqueline, his mother. But, um, yeah, they didn't mean to do that. So go all the way to the right. And hit the fifth star. Yes. When you uh, rate and leave reviews for the podcast. Number three, show our sponsors some love, including 1-800-HURT-911. Tracy Cousineau and Real Estate Expert Advisors. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Dinner Affair. And Wellstar. More than healthcare, people care. New episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are proud to be part of the App and Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs>